Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to another episode of 929, the award-winning podcast from Fiverr.com. This is the business podcast where every week we interview entrepreneurs who give us their one key takeaway. And do we have a sweet treat for you? Our guests this week have created a really fun brand that markets sweets to adults. Brilliant. I'm an adult. I like sweets. They're the perfect guests. They're the co-founders of the veggie-friendly sweets Candy Kittens, Jamie Lang and Ed Williams. And what they've done is they've presented their sweets in a really cool and fun way. It doesn't have your typical sweet brand image. It was really great to speak to two really enthusiastic young entrepreneurs. They spoke to me about why making naivety your superpower will make your business stand out from the crowd. So tell us, what is the lesson you wish to share with us today? Well, hopefully today we'll show you how you can make naivety your superpower. Right, make naivety your superpower. Now, naivety isn't normally often seen as a positive trait, Mm. but are you trying to say that in business it, it could be? I think definitely when it comes to starting a business, uh, I'm not sure that you want to be naive if you are the head of the Bank of England. But I do think that if you're just mm. starting out and looking to, to sort of break the mould, do something different, then absolutely naivety is something that can be a really, really big asset. So, Jamie, what does this idea of naivety mean to you? Well, Ed said it as well. I think, as you said, uh, Ishan, that basically people see naivety as a negative, right? And whenever... yeah. What we've kind of conditioned ourselves to do is that we always have to be prepared. We go to schools, we have to revise for exams, we have to know all the answers, we have to do that to get our A-levels, get our A-levels, go to university, get a degree, we always have to have the answers. Now, when I say say naivety, the thing is that what happens is that you say you're going to set up a jewellery brand, let's say, or a podcast or a sweets brand like we have. And we think, well, we have no idea how to set up a sweet brand. So we're going to go to all the people that we know who know about sweets. They're going to tell us what they did. We're going to try and copy that and do it then. Problem is, we're going to end up like every other sweet brand out there. All other sweet. Mm. What you want to do is you want to stand up from the crowd. You want to be completely different to anyone else. That's how you're going to get noticed. Because otherwise you're in, you know, you're in the claws of the big guns. Being naive when you begin is a really valuable thing to understand and appreciate. Don't go out there and follow what everyone else has done. Be naive. Follow your gut. You haven't learned it. You don't know what you're doing, so just give it a go. And that's what we did with Candy Kittens. We made our sweets too expensive because we couldn't afford some of the margins. We um, made them gluten-free. We made them vegan. We made them sexy colors and fun colors. We made it a really fun brand. Sweets weren't doing it at the time, but we thought that was what we wanted to do. We wanted to do that ourselves and create it. And our naivety led to sort of Candy Kittens being where it is today. Ed, do you think that there's a limit to your where you can exercise your naivety? No, I think it can always serve you. I think it's probably, um, Jamie alluded to this earlier, but it's not being constricted by what other people think are the norms mm. or, or are the rules of the game. So I think another good example probably is when we started, 
we were really, really sure from day one that we wanted our products to be on the shelves in supermarkets. Now, the way that most people would launch a food and drink brand and the way you see it happen generally within our kind of startup space is that you create a product probably in your kitchen. You then go to your local farmer's market or you go to your local farm shop, deli, corner shop, whatever, and try and sell a small batch of products, see how you get on, and then you build up and up and up and up. Whereas we kind of said, mm. scrap that. Why don't we just go and ask Tesco if they want to put the product on the shelves? And that was that mm. was through sheer naivety. I mean, even now when we go and pitch a new product to Tesco's, we'll spend probably months coming up with the pitch and really thinking through every single detail of what they may or may not say. What would you say to someone who's listening to this episode thinking, I understand naivety as a character trait, but in terms of practically applying this to my business or to a startup, what tips would you have for them? Can you practically be naive? Is, that a, is there a way to do that? When we sort of say naive is I think following your gut is a really, a, a really big thing because when you're setting up a business, you're going to have voices from every single place telling you how you should do it. Not only that, you're mm. going to go and start looking at social media and different things and everything's going to be popping up on your social media on how to set up whatever brand you are because that's all you're thinking about, right? And it's great. Take advice 100% on how to do things. I think that's really important. But at the end of the day, this is your business. This is your brand. Follow your gut. And it's scary, right? It's a really risky thing because you think, well, I've never done this before. What am I doing? But if you're trying to copy someone else, you're never going to achieve what you want to achieve. Copying doesn't ever win in the end. Asking lots of questions is an obvious one. If, you, if you're naive, you don't know the answers, but don't be afraid to ask. Uh, a good example, perhaps, in the early days, our very first customer was Selfridges. And we sort of just sat there one day and said, OK, great, you want to place your first order. Fantastic. They said, well, how many would you like us to order? And we just looked them straight in the eye and said, uh, 75,000 per flavor, if you can. Yeah. And they actually said yes. And they bought 75,000 bags per flavor. I think they're probably still selling them now, six <laughs> years later. They've, they've very <laughs> far past a lot of bags. sell by date. We would never in our wildest dreams ask somebody to do that now because we would just know how stupid it is. But I think, you know, having the kind of just to go and ask those questions don't be afraid yeah, of what's yeah. the worst that can happen you go to you know go and ask tesco if they want to do business with candy kittens okay they could say no but ultimately we're selling sweets nobody's going to get hurt nobody's going to die because of this just talk about your idea mm. go and speak to as many people as you can and you'd be surprised who you may run into whether that's investors or advisors or whatever it may be but all comes through just going out and talking has naivety ever backfired you you mentioned the seventy five thousand order but yeah. for either of you has there been an experience where you're like we were naive it was a bit yes. reckless it backfired and i learned something it normally is down to cash right uh we don't you don't realize how how important money is it's oxygen right and uh you know one of the yeah. things we did we just employed these lawyers that were hellishly expensive we didn't realize we went to these offices which were amazing and you know as ed said as much as selfridges are still selling off sweets we're probably still paying off that bill a few years ago and so there are times yeah. of course when you get bit but also you learn from that right and so even though you're naive and you make a mistake with that when it turns to money and money is very important you 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 learn pretty quick um not to do that again jamie have you found making the transition from reality tv star to business person or doing a business podcast, talking about margins and things like that. Hard. <laughs> Still, it's really hard. It's not easy. Once you, I spoke to my friend, um, she, uh, she's uh, my girlfriend's friend, actually, and she said, I wish someone had told me that when you pick a job, that it was important yeah. to choose what you were going to do, because I'm 27, 
and I'm in my career path of being in property. I don't really like it, but how do I pivot? And so for me, what is quite tricky is that I chose the route of uh, reality TV. And what mm. happens is, is you're then stuck with that, not in a bad way, a good way, but people know you as the, the, this reality star. And someone said to me, and I always said, I went to an agency when I was 22 years old and I just started doing Main Chelsea and I asked them to sign me. They are one of the biggest agencies in the UK. And they said, no, we can't sign you. But I'll give you advice, Jamie. Just remember, if you're driving up the M1 to Leeds, don't veer off to Manchester, head to Leeds, know your direction, know where your destination is. Otherwise you'll get confused and you'll, you'll be lost. And I went, okay, fine. And I honestly think that's the most important thing. With Candy Kittens, we had a vision that we wanted to make the best suite possible. We've never veered from that. What's next for Candy Kittens? You mentioned the very cherry flavour. What else is uh, is coming up? Uh, so we're working on quite a few things at the moment. We've got the very cherry coming out this spring, and then we've moved to a completely new range, which is and pushes us into a slightly okay. different place within the in the confectionery aisle. So should, that's kind of something to watch for later in the year. We've just launched in the states, so the UK is still our hundred percent biggest focus. But we're we're launching in the states, and we have. Um, for any listeners in the US, you'll find us in Walmart, which is super exciting. So we are now out there. Awesome. So yeah, there's lots going on. Um, for us, it's about trying to continue challenging the big guys and, and show everybody why Candy Kittens deserves a, a, a place, I suppose, in their homes over the traditional big names that we all have known since yeah. we're children. Guys, Jamie, Ed, thank you so much for your time on 929. Absolute pleasure. Really, really good. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. I really enjoyed that chat with Jamie and Ed. They really taught me the value of channeling your naivety because you'll end up not only just answering the questions that haven't been asked already, but you'll stumble across new solutions that no one's ever thought of before. 929 is brought to you by Fiverr.com, a digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate and share with your friends. 